0: There I was, episode number nine, with our special guest Pester, who was a Navy F-14 pilot, and had some pretty darn good stories. Wouldn't you say? Repeat.
1: Absolutely. And uh, boy, we're climbing there, man. We're almost at double digits now on episode counts, huh? I know. Yeah. I lost. Tra- I lost track. I wasn't sure if this was nine or ten. But I'm. I'm glad somebody's keeping track. Someone has to, because, you know, otherwise the internet would be all confused. And, you know, everything on the internet has to be true. Are you saying there are some things on the internet that aren't? Well, I think it was Abraham Lincoln that said you can't believe everything you read on the internet. I could be wrong. Okay. Well, you can believe
0: everything that came out of Pester's mouth, because uh, he, he, he provided pictures to
1: prove some of it. There you go. He did, uh, including uh, an F-14 that was returned to the government in many thousands of pieces. Uh, he was he was kind enough to leave it in the dump for him, but the government spent money to pull it out of the dump and put it in a hangar. He actually, look through in the it dump <laughs> <laughs> on the base turn to final at NAS
0: Miramar, and that's something. That's that's a good that's story.
1: Wild. It is a good story. He's and, a, he's uh, a lucky guy, but like he said, sometimes it's better, better lucky than good. Better to be lucky than good. Yeah, and uh, he was, uh, yeah, he's excellent, excellent raconteur, and a and a fun, uh, a fun guest to have. So I hope everybody enjoys uh, getting to hear that. Also, at the end, a real special dedication to uh, a commanding officer that uh, Pester and I both had at VT Twenty Seven, the Boomers. Uh, Commander Jimmy Sins uh, passed a little over a year ago with uh, brain cancer. So it was sad to hear of his passing, but uh, he was a solid leader and and someone who. Um, I don't think I mentioned this in the dedication fig, but he was actually passed over for, for Lieutenant JG. Um, Is that possible? Yeah. Yeah. It's almost not possible, but he was,
0: I thought that was automatic.
1: Yeah. And I don't know the story behind that, but he was, and that actually turned out to be a good thing because it, it shaped his worldview that he used every chance he could to help others with, uh, with the power of his rank as he gained rank throughout his career. Um, that shaped his worldview and it, it made him I think a better leader ultimately so uh, real real solid guy uh, awesome and yeah he'll be missed so uh with that everybody sit back and uh and enjoy episode nine of so there I was this one's called pester's dead yeehaw see you next week Fig. see you buddy
2: So there I was.
1: It's how every great aviation tale begins. Greetings, everybody. Repeat here in Lee, New Hampshire. Here today with my co-host, Fig.
0: And I'm in Denver. And it is a great pleasure to welcome my good friend, Pester. Hello, Pester.
2: Hey, thanks for having me, guys. It was nice being had. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said.
0: Pester is a naval aviator extraordinaire. Uh, I have the, uh, had the privilege of going through uh, uh, jet training with Pester. That's where we met a couple of years ago, maybe three. I don't know. Two. So tell us Pester, how did you get into aviation? How, what, what, what got you into aviation and specifically how did you get into the Navy and what, what was that like?
2: Well, it was probably more what I didn't want to do rather than what I did do. So what I did want to do. So I was uh, working road construction. I was getting an accounting degree at Portland State University in Portland, Oregon. And I was kind of going, hey, I don't think I want to be an accountant. And we were out putting a taxiway in for the National Guard in uh, Portland, Oregon, watching these F4s take off. And I said, I wonder if I can do that. Nice. And so uh, the college required us to do an interview with uh, five different companies, so three big accounting big eight accounting firms. There's only four I think now, but uh, anyway, three big eight accounting firms, Air Force, Navy. I didn't know the difference between the Air Force and the Navy except spelling. And so I was like, Hey, I could spell Navy and air force was two words. So probably a little bit too long for me, but uh, anyway, so went through and interviewed with them. Uh, Didn't, again, enlisted officers didn't know the difference. Navy had two uh, lieutenants, uh, helicopter uh, pilots, Uh, air force had a uh, E five. And uh, he said, I told him, I said, Hey, don't have time to take your tests. Uh, Right now I'll take them after I get done with finals. He goes, uh, the E five says, yeah, sure. You will. You'll come back. I'm like, all right. I got nothing invested, so I won't. Um, so anyway, I took the Navy test. They said, hey, you're good enough for us. And so uh, that's how it started. Um, swore in on April okay. 1st. I don't know if I was a joke or not, but swore in on April 1st, uh, about six months later. And uh, <laughs> in I went. So that's how it began.
0: And, nice. and what? So that was in uh, 87?
2: No, just a few years ago. I think it was seventeen. No, no, got uh, yeah, it was
0: eighty-seven, right? Eighty-seven. Yeah, yeah. 87. Uh,
2: 80, okay. 86 is when I started the process. I went in in the uh, fall of eighty-seven. Went to okay. Went to AOCs.
1: AOCs. So, of any chance you? Uh, yeah, You've probably behind him. Any chance you ran across a gunny?
2: Didn't know gunny. We had uh, Staff Sergeant Massey, United States okay. Marine Corps. Ura. There you go.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was a Hawk missile guy and Gunny right, came. He was our battery first surgeon. And he told me some wonderfully fun stories that he got to have down at AOCS. Was he and a drill they, He me. was. And they got away with a lot more shit because they weren't right close to headquarters, you know, at Quantico uh-huh. and headquarters, Marine Corps and all that stuff. They got away with a lot more stuff. Uh, he, he regaled me with a story one day of, uh, some kid pretended to try and kill himself and basically scratched his wrist and was bloody. So he had him out there doing jumping jacks and swimming <laughs> blood <laughs> all over, all over the candidates next to him. He could see the kid wasn't hurt. And so he was going to have a little fun with it. You're just going, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> beautiful." So I'll probably have to take the gunny's name out of that. So statute of limitations probably passed, but you know, oh
2: yeah, but uh, maybe yeah. not, yeah, you know.
1: <laughs> who, 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 who knows
0: well excellent and so uh you got uh so yeah i i know from previous conversation we just had you went through primary flight training in corpus
2: i did t uh t-34s in corpus then uh, bailed out of corpus because i went down to beeville and said ah i can't be any worse than that so went to meridian mississippi for jet training nice so t-2s and a4s in uh, meridian and that's where we met that's where we met
1: exactly. so you guys are both Meridians. I
0: didn't know that. Yeah, we are meridians. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then uh, so I know you uh, flew the F-14. That's the way you got selected right out of flight school.
2: Yep, got lucky. Got Tomcats, you know. Uh, and that got, was like, that
0: your first choice?
2: Absolutely, Tomcats West. Why would I pick anything else?
0: Well, why? Why would you? I don't know. I, I do not Yeah. So tell tell us about that. Flying yeah, the so- F-14. What was that like?
2: Well, you know, like everybody's dream, right? You go out there. It's like it was, the airplane you always expected to be perfect, right? They're a little bit dirtier than you dream about the expectations you have for them. But, uh, Hey, always having a Rio was fun. Um, you know, bringing aboard the carrier was always kind of uh, interesting. Uh, you always knew you were alive coming aboard the carrier. Um, I don't think that I don't think that there was a, a night trap that I did where my legs weren't shaking when I was done just from the adrenaline rush. But uh, yeah, the tomcat was something else. So uh, yeah, I did my uh, um, the rag replacement air group there at uh, 124 at uh, Fighter Town USA, now a Marine Corps base. I don't know what they call it, yeah. but it's not yeah. Fighter Town USA it's anymore. Still
1: Miramar, right?
2: Marine yeah, to Station Miramar. Yeah. yeah, and the golf course is much nicer because the general liked golf more than the admiral, apparently. So um, anyway, uh, yeah, went uh, then went to uh, VF24, uh, transitioned to the A-plus model, the, uh, the bigger motors, uh, GE motors, um, and then um, ended up going on cruise um, what, about a year and a half later in the A models as we went backwards, so uh, the TF30s. We always had a joke. Hey, if it says Pratt and Whitney, it better say Martin Baker. So I get.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So so the the A plus had the GE engines. Yeah, exactly. And the A uh, just had the uh, Pratt's.
2: Yeah, okay. but that, it it was not a Pratt's fault. It was the fact that the Pratt was not designed for that airframe. It was designed for the F one eleven, and as a stopgap, they threw that thing in there and, and never changed it back. Never went to what the what the original design was, which was the uh, the General General Electric engines.
0: All right. So how so on your first pump, how many how many hours did you get, and how many traps did you get? Just get us close. Oh, did God. you did you fly I, a lot? Did you fly a lot?
2: We flew. We flew a ton, of course. You know, getting ready for um, getting ready for de- uh, deployment um, on the Nimitz. Um, but yeah, not a ton. I mean, by the time I was getting out, ten years later, you know, um, I barely had enough to uh, get an ATP. Uh, um, but as we were, you know, as workups, we getting ready for workups. Uh, got plenty of hours uh, during that time. But uh, yeah, then the other times when you weren't, uh, they weren't hot pumping you, and getting ready to go. Um, certainly, uh, lean times could be.
0: All right. So, what was flying with the backseater like? Because Pete and I have
1: no right. Pete. I'd rather have two hundred pounds of fuel, right? Yeah, I would. I would too. <laughs> well, so tell, but, tell us what that's well, like.
2: Yeah, I'd rather have a friend with me. So, yeah, <laughs> we, 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 we have, it's always sailors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, of course, you know, that'll be your chance for a date. Um, but anyway, no. I mean, still great friends of mine. Um, still can keep touch with those guys, and uh, they're the smart guys, you know, that uh, kept us kept our heads square. So, yeah, always, uh, oh, you know, again, fighting over the radar at times, but uh, generally speaking, it's pretty nice to have somebody in the back seat when you're coming up, you know, up the Marshall stack there at night, getting ready to come aboard the carrier with a, you know, 500 foot overcast. So
0: when you say fighting over the radar, you mean uh, you, you were trying to use it and he was trying to use it. That's <laughs> <Exactly>. that?
2: <laughs> that kind of fighting over the radar. Right.
0: All right. Nice. All right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, man. Hey, one thing you mentioned in there, it was, uh, ATP. And for, for listeners that don't know, air, that's for airline transport pilot, and which is the rating you need to have to be, uh, be hired at the majors. Um, that's okay. some of the feedback I got from actually from my 16 year old son who, uh-huh. uh, uh, said that, that, you know, we talk about a lot of things and he doesn't know what they are. Too many abbreviations. Okay. Oh. I'll try and clear some of those up. That's good feedback. So Hey, yeah. thanks. Exactly. I didn't know but what he, that meant.
2: They just told me ATP. I just yeah, had no right. idea.
1: I got to get one of those. I don't know what it is, but I got to get one. I got to get one. And, and that's exactly
2: the way it worked, too. That's hey, funny. I need that. Okay.
1: Okay. I'll get yeah. one. So were you in the same gun squadron the entire time in the fleet? Uh, yeah. Just, yeah.
2: Uh, VF24. Yeah. Just ran what? VF24 for about, uh, I was at Miramar for about five and a half years and then went and did operational test up at Point Magoo, um, VX. VX4 slash nine, the combined five and four and five plus four is nine. So, hey, they came up with uh, the VX9. Um, So I did the uh, lantern pod integration um, up there uh, from an operational test point.
0: Nice. How'd you get that gig? Because you're not that smart. I don't understand.
2: That's exactly right. Because (laughs) somebody dropped their letter and they said, hey, we can't have a quitter running this show. So, hey, Pete, you want to do it? I'm in.
0: (laughs) Okay. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, exactly. I'd rather Beautiful. be lucky than good, and that's way my career has been. Yeah, I
0: think I, yeah, that's, that's yeah. I'd rather be lucky than good too. Yeah. Uh, so up there, you're still. You. Uh, when did you trans- You transitioned to F eighteen at some point. Did you not? No, I just,
2: I just got a, I just got a Hornet Qual. Um, yeah, uh, just a a four syllabus. Yeah, when uh, I was up at Point Magoo, Yep.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, and and uh, did you get any hours in that or no? About twenty. Okay.
2: Yeah, but I could land that thing way better than I could a Tomcat. 20 hours, uh, you know, 1,200 hours in a Tomcat, 20 in a Hornet, much easier land.
1: Weird. Yeah. Right? Well, that's the beauty of that Hornet, right? I mean, that's a magic airplane. Yeah, lift vector on and pull. That's, yeah. what, that, that's, <laughs> that's what Mahoney told me. Lift yeah. vector on and
0: pull. I go, how do you fly that thing? You're, you're dumb as a rock. Lift vector on and pull, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. I guess one of my point is it's a magic airplane. It did a lot of neat stuff for you.
2: Yep, so, we well, saw it all on to- you saw it all on Top Gun, right?
1: Uh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. I know if you
0: pull it, the speed brakes out, everybody will fly right by, <laughs> right? That <laughs> of works. Of course, only Absolutely. in a Tomcat, though. All hey, right. speaking of that, have you seen the new version?
2: Of course, twice.
0: Okay, good. Yeah, good. All right.
2: Once in IMAX. I see it in IMAX, you know? Oh, exactly. Yeah. That's where the, that's the that's second that. time was in IMAX in Singapore. Oh, yeah. They loved it, too. Excellent. I yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, uh, I, I, I don't want to go straight to it, but tell, tell me or tell us, you, because I know you, you've, you've got to have some exciting stories about
1: flying the F-14. Well, let me, let me put it this way. What was the funniest thing you ever saw? What was the scariest thing you ever saw?
2: Yeah funniest well i'll have to th- i'll have to think about the funniest one right. but uh scariest s- comes
1: right to mind huh who, uh,
2: well the scariest <laughs> is just of course what happens to you right but again it's not scary at the time you look back on it kind of go hey that's uh, probably not the greatest thing but i ended up jumping out of one um you know in the landing pattern at miramar i don't know sent, uh, sent
0: you the pictures pete sent you the yeah pictures, exactly
2: yeah take a look at pictures right and by the way the backseater oh never mind i can't use names uh but anyway um so we're in the, you, uh, you can like,
0: use call sign. You can use call signs.
2: Yeah. Well, my backseater son's playing baseball, major league baseball. So good thing. Oh. You, good. Good. Good thing. We both made it out. How about that? Right. <laughs> right? <Nice. laughs> exactly. Now he's so, got someone to support him. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think his Navy pension is going to do. Okay.
1: There you go.
2: Yeah. So we are out, uh, we were just getting ready for, we were doing workups, doing FCLP field care Atlantic practice for you. Those who don't know, um, night, uh, Hot switch, which uh, pilot have the Rio in the back. Pilot burns half the gas. Other pilot jumps in um, and then goes around and uh, does his just turns right down, went into the pattern, and then uh, just is flying the the meatball, the lens, Fresnel lens uh, into a dark runway with carrier box lit. Well, um, I hadn't flown for a couple of weeks. It was a Top Gun ground school. I tell Bosco, I said, Hey, uh, don't assume anything. I haven't been flying for a while. So airplane had just come out of sidlum That's where they rework them. I remember the cushy seat. It was like, I sit in this thing. It's like, Oh, it's so nice. We take off flaps are down. Normally you don't take off the flaps down in Tomcat, but because, um, we're just turning right into the pattern flaps are down and uh, airplane doesn't need a bunch of trim. It's not uh, bent or anything. And, um, We just turn down, uh, turn downwind, uh, make the approach turn, um, add a little bit of power. I see a left firelight flick. I didn't know it was a left firelight at the time. Little flick, Roll rings level, um, add a little bit of power and flick, 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 left firelight comes on. So power up on both engines, going around We're 140 knots, 400 feet AGL, look pretty good. Um, So, okay, we can run through the procedures. Left throttle to idle, air source off, come back, 130, 120. Um, said oh, that's not right. So, stage burner and the uh, afterburn, the right engine airplane yaws a little bit to the um, left, as you'd expect. So, a little right rudder, right stick, uh, 110, 100, 110, 100. <laughs> and, that,
1: that's your pony I see in the back.
2: Yeah, that, that was that. That was Molly. <laughs> yeah. She's she's a St. Bernard. Hello, Molly. Um, so anyway, uh, 100 knots, the airplane, um. Just kind of tips one way. Um, I call to eject. Uh, Bosco pulls the handle. I never reach for it. So thank God Bosco's there. Good having a backseater, right? Right. Um, so anyway, the airplane rolls off to the left. Um, the way that the ejection seat works the ejection seats, the Rio goes first and to the right, and the pilot goes second and to the left about half a second later to the left so we don't, our chutes don't tangle. Uh, and also, so that Rio can re- get the canopy out of the way, like Goose. Yeah, know, Goose did.
0: Goose didn't yeah, get the canopy yeah. out of the way, man.
2: Well, he did for Maverick. He did exactly. <laughs> got it out of the he way. Cleared
0: that's their the job. Job. God,
2: he cleared it for Maverick. That, 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 was, that was the idea, right? So anyway, anyway, Bosco got the canopy, and the and uh, we got we both got. Uh, I barely got a swing in to shoot. Um, I just I gotta remember I I saw the um frangible bolts go and the canopy go, and the next thing I call it the hand of God, if there's such a thing, you know, just as weight and um, so out I come next thing I think I'm like, oh shit, I forgot to do my lap belts um, because it was seat man separation. As we right. put it back, I yeah. come out, I come out sideways, my shoot kind of, I come down and I see the ground. Well, the only reason why I see the ground is because the airplane had exploded next to me. Um, I didn't see the flame, but I just saw the light and I hit the ground. So I hit pretty hard, just, uh, oh, yeah, popped up. Don't remember doing it. You know, they say, oh, the training will kick in. I'm like, yeah, bullshit. And it did coke fittings off mask off don't remember doing anything and walked over and caught bosco or i didn't catch him but you know Bosco's yeah. coming down and i grabbed him hey you all right i said yep i'm good and he goes yeah me too so um anyway we're, where are we we're in the fucking dump you know it's like and there was actually some people from the landfill and they said oh we like to call this the ref- uh, refuge collection area Yeah, it's the fucking dump right yeah. so anyway it was funny well because- at
1: least they didn't have to haul the airplane far when they were <laughs> <Right? laughs>
2: well You know, that's one of the jokes, and of course, they hauled it out of the dump and took it into the hangar. And um, I think, yeah, probably a statute of limitations, so kind of cool. So, all the wreckage is there in the hangar, and a buddy of mine um went by and grabbed the airspeed indicator. Um, so it shows you know, so it says Mach 2.5. Well, on my daughter's um 18th birthday, he put it on a medallion. And gave it to her for her 18th birthday. I didn't even know that he had gotten that. Oh, uh, so far anyway, out. Anyway, exactly. So that's pretty, that's pretty cool. And um, given the fact that both my kids want to fly, the son's down at Pensacola right now, waiting to uh, start um, primary. Um, that's exciting
0: and, right there. And, yeah. Yep,
2: and daughter's Russian Guard units right now. She got an interview with the F 22 unit in Hawaii. So we're all pretty excited about that. It is just an interview, but hey, it's, it's an interview. It's so exciting. We're super excited about
0: Absolutely that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, We've Pete, I'm heard. glad the uh, uh, Martin, it's a Martin Baker seat, right?
2: That's exactly right.
0: I'm glad that Martin Baker seat worked. I really well, I
2: tell, tell you what, the coolest thing about that is, you know, you go, hey, how did I fuck this whole thing up? Right. And I show up at work. I've been on backboard <laughs> till three o'clock in the morning. I show up at the hangar with Squadron, um, and um, the Martin Baker rep is there. And I'm like, boy, I don't know how I screwed that thing up. And he goes, you know what? I don't care. And he's presenting me with the Martin Baker tie, and he goes, and a silkworm for you know riding the silk, which I barely wrote it, but it worked. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, he goes, it doesn't really matter. He goes, I was digging in a hole here years ago where two guys were dead. Two weeks later, these other guys come in and they're both dead and approach turn stalls in the F14. And he said, so it really doesn't matter what you do. You're here, and he presented with my tie. And of course, now being old, uh, like figs age. You know, it's like, I got two kids, I've had a hell of a career, I've had a great time. And it's like, yeah, he's probably right. But anyway, it turns out we had a left firelight with a right engine fire. And uh, Oh, my
0: gosh. Did they they have them
2: backwards? No, no. It looks like what happened was, um, they have what I call a little butterfly light. So they said if you can manipulate you know, 70, 80% of them, the light wouldn't work. So what they think actually happened was the heat transferred from the right engine over to the left and caused the light fire, uh, the left fire light to come on. Um, when we were in the pattern, um, there was a guy, a top gun instructor riding his bike down Kernavia road, which is uh, perpendicular to the runways down there. And he was laughing because he thought somebody was putting flares out in the pattern um, because there was burning metal coming out of the back of the no. air.
0: Yeah.
2: No. Yeah. So I got a great picture. I showed you guys those pictures. Um yeah. but yeah, so yeah, it turns out that it looked like it was just a burner burn through. Um or the um uh what is it, the, the bleed air. They'd seen it before in some of the airplanes where it you start fired. So when I staged afterburner in the right engine, it opened up the nozzle, um, the um, you know, exhaust nozzle, and then yeah. the afterburner hydraulic pump burned off. So you had a mill-powered engine. Uh, with an open nozzle only gives you about 40% thrust not enough to fly so so
0: so, but you you shut you pull the the left engine which you thought had the fire back which was actually the only engine producing thrust (laughs) right
2: exactly right yeah mostly thrust right enough enough thrust exactly
0: good lord.
2: You know, of course, Monday morning quarterbacks. Hey, why didn't you oh. land on? Why didn't you land on the left runway? You know, well, first of all, it was dark. Didn't seem like an emergency. So you talk about being scared. You know, the scariest stuff is coming aboard the carrier at night. I mean, hey, you can say it's not, but that shit's scary because you know it's coming up. I had no idea <laughs> this was coming up, and it's a standard emergency. Big deal. I've got a firelight. I'll just go around in the pattern, go land on the lit runway, and uh, call it good. Right? Yeah. We didn't make it that. We didn't make it that far. Right. Well, wow. you, but uh, yeah, you you,
0: you sounds like you didn't get much of the turn. Well, you leveled your wings. And then uh, you started, you know, coming out of the sky. Things started going yeah. to shit on you.
2: Yep. Seven seconds from first indication till we punched out. So,
0: what what altitude were you when you uh, when you guys punched out? Any idea? 400 feet. Okay. That's about
2: very, about sixty degrees angle of bank.
0: Well, that's not very that's not very much.
2: Yeah, we look luckily I'm a little guy. If I was any bigger. Uh, I probably wouldn't have made it out. We look at the ejection envelope, kind of like, ah, you're kind of lucky. So again,
0: yeah, you're right be on lucky you're good, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but, but, truth be told, though, yeah. you were six, two uh, prior to that ejection. And now what you're five, five, five or seven
2: <laughs> or nine or eight or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> something on. like that. I'm yeah, taller just, than you. I look down on you. Than you.
0: You got to be so much might, shorter might, than me. It's not even. You funny. might look
2: down on me. But that's not because of my stature, asshole.
0: (laughs) There you go. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Excellent. That kind of got out of control there for a second, didn't it? Repeat.
1: Yeah. When, so when did the adrenaline quit? Uh, so, you you know, this is what time of the night? About nine well, ten 10 o'clock at night or something like
2: see, that? that see, that was probably in 93, and it's, what hmm. is it, 2022? Uh, still going? Still <laughs> 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 going. Absolutely. I'm still high on life, man. Uh, right cat, on. you know, nine lives. So. Yeah, I get
1: it. I mean, I've come in from some, some flights and, and spent a few hours unwinding, so to speak. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, yeah.
2: absolutely. oh absolutely.
1: I can't imagine how oh, it took to unwind from that. When it unwinds, you crash hard. Oh yeah.
2: Well, it was funny. My wife, and by the way, it's still my same wife. Um, But anyway, she she had the flu, um, stomach throwing up, and it showed up on the news right away, of course. And the neighbor called up and said, "Hey, did you see the um, see the news?" And she's like, "No, what's happened?" Flip on the news. There's an airplane, you know. And they knew which one it was. And I just called her before said, "Hey, I was taking off." And so it's aircraft two hundred. We know one of the funny things you talk about call signs. Have we talked about call signs? But anyway, uh, anyway. so my call sign is Pester, and the guy in the back seat is Bosco, and so aircraft 200. So when the squadron duty officer, um, the LSOs, the landing signals officers, the guys that are out there waving you and grading your passes, by the time they turned around, my chute was already on the ground. So they thought one of us didn't make it out. So the joke was, yeehaw, Pester's dead. <laughs> so it, it, is, it is great to be in a squadron. <laughs>
1: Yeah, man, yeah. and, and yeah. your wife's loving that. So yeah,
2: but anyway, she was done being she was done being sick, and you know, came down, picked me up at the hospital, and all good. So
1: that's nice. Thinking yeah. of thinking of wives and ejections. I actually have a quick story on that. Ejections so, or oh, okay. ejections? Yes, oh, okay. and, uh, and wives, not not the other thing in wives. <laughs> so uh, I'm an instructor at the rag at Sherry Point, and normally the students stood the duty desk. But I had a student who had a doctor's appointment or something come up, and so I decided to be a nice guy and help him out. And the next thing I know, I get a call from I'm standing the duty. I get a call from Nightmare, one of our squadron instructors. He goes, "Hey, repeat, uh, two thirty one has uh, lost a jet up by Raleigh. Uh, give him a call. Let him know. Uh, uh, Fig, what was the name of the C one thirty squadron? Was it?
0: Oh, uh, at Cherry Point, there oh, it was. Yeah,
1: I can't remember their call sign. Yeah, I can't. It that. wasn't giant, but it was something like that. Anyway, yeah. they're on scene and they are, they're talking to the pilot. He's okay. Don't know who he is yet. So I call, actually, I don't think I had that much information yet, but I pick up the phone. I call 231 duty officer. May I help you, sir? Hey, yeah. Repeat here down at, uh, down the street at uh, 203. Do you guys know you have a jet down? Nope. Don't have any idea. So we'll go get your safety officer and wa- launch the mishap plan because you guys have lost a jet up by Raleigh. At this point, I remember telling him, no word yet. I'll get back to you as soon as I know something. A couple minutes later, Nightmare calls in. He tells me who who the pilot is, that he's okay, and he's talking to the C-130 and... And that he he tells the C 130, Hey, this is my call sign. Can you call me that instead of mishap pilot? Because, <laughs> <laughs> okay, mishap pilot, this mishap pilot. Yeah. Hey, you know, my call sign's is Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, I call back the 231. I go, Your pilot's okay. Uh, he's talking to the C 130 and start putting things together and get out of here. I hang up, phone rings. It's my wife. And she goes, Hey, who's easy? zero five. Oh, shoot. Ooh. And that's him. And I go, uh, first of all, uh, why do you want to know? <laughs> he goes, well, I heard there's a jet down. I go, well, okay. You might've heard, right. You might've heard wrong. I go, but, uh, wh- why are you asking about this specific pilot? And she goes, well, it's not Pete, is it? Who's an, another friend of ours. Uh, and, uh, I go, no, it's not him. Uh, but, but the pilot's okay. But how do you know this? Well, one of the other wives down the street, Was a former Marine, but she was an air traffic controller and she was the tower controller at Kinston, North Carolina. And she's listening to all this crap transpire on guard. She picks up the phone and calls my wife and asks, you know, do you, is this, you know, do you know who it is? Literally the wives network knew that an airplane was down and the call sign of the pilot before the squadron commander knew he'd lost an airplane. Watch wow. the Wives Network for you boys. <laughs> yeah. Well, and,
2: well, and that, that, you know, that's one of the things when an airplane goes down, you're just supposed to call home and say, Hey, you know, honey, how are you doing? Yep. What time is it? Yep. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Check the clock West for yeah. dinner. Yep. Check yeah. the for clock. dinner. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so they know that you're okay. But right. Terry right. found out right away that I wasn't. <laughs> I was.
0: Well, I'm glad you were.
2: Hey, thanks. Me too. So are the kids. But it was really kind of funny because uh, my son, like I said, going to he's down at Pensacola waiting to start flight school, and a good buddy of ours down there, Butch, um, he was uh, investigating lieutenant commander on the thing, and he's going, like, "Hey, Pastor, come on, just tell us the truth." It was a right firelight, right? <laughs> and I'm like, never had it occurred to me that I had uh, dyslexia, and thought so <laughs> it was. I'm like. No, it wasn't. And so, anyway, they put me in the airplane. I was flying within six days. We were on cruise in 10. So, it worked out, uh, you know, okay. Um, whatever, however much the airplane was, but uh, we had a new airplane yeah. the next day. And uh, the skipper and the squadron was spectacular, right? Skipper's like, hey, we replaced the airplane. We couldn't replace the crew. So, glad to have them all here. That was at the, um, you know, the off, uh, officers' meeting. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it was uh, pretty lucky.
1: Because we've all lost friends in this business, sadly. Yep. So, Funny, funniest thing. Get back to funny, man. Okay, funniest
2: thing. (laughs) Yeah, it gave me a chance to think about it. Um, Probably when the guy came back from tanking off a 135, we always joked about tanking off 135. You know, that was more nerve wracking than coming aboard the carrier, at least during the day. You know and the guy came back with the uh, the basket <laughs> it's stuck about 60 on the... stuck on the probe yeah it's like that that's new, pretty funny
1: new call you know. sign basket
2: yeah well there's lot you know lots <laughs> of funny stuff but uh, yeah. being put on the spot come up with uh, something yeah. truly funny is yeah uh, well
1: how'd you get your call yeah. sign yeah how'd you get your Was call sign
2: Pastor? i would just say just stay just stick around for a little while <laughs> You know, I was at the squad. I was at the squadron for a little while, and they're like, "Oh my God, you gotta be kidding me!" I was a little brother, you know, little brother four, and so um, I guess I see. I'm not sure if it gave me carte blanche to be who I am, and I've gotten worse, or if it was that uh, it was just bad all along. And so, you know, don't don't take a lot of things serious because uh, it's not that fun to be serious. But when it you know when it gets serious, it needs to be. But uh, pretty much everything's uh, just pretty much fun and a joke, as Chuck knows.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, you you talked about that uh, airplane coming back with the basket hanging on the probe. I I happen to remember actually I I've seen some some of the most spectacular flying ever take place behind a tanker.
2: Oh, I imagine and, it's an air sh- air show.
0: And we're talking to one of the guys that I saw do some Wait, something. What? Uh, yeah, I don't know if you remember yeah. this or not, but Was I had already taken no. Yuma? no we were well we were no we were out over the water uh off cherry point and just getting you know just getting recurrent or whatever and it was a kc 130 and the basket had of course had a little ruffle on the on the the parachute part yeah and so it was it was block out all the
1: terrifying parts fig
0: so it was oscillating a little bit (laughs) and i'd already fueled so i was up in the you know, I was up and away, and I had a great seat to watch this.
2: Well, why do you think the basket was oscillating? Because he beat it up.
0: No, no, no. It was no. It <laughs> oh, was yeah. like that when we got there. You sure. know, it was. <laughs> yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah, that's what they all said. Well, <laughs> so, you know, well, first of all, I got to tell you, uh, uh, Pester, we, we had to go 20 nozzles and lock the flaps so we could get slow enough and fly the damn airplane because uh, behind the uh, KC-130, the tank.
2: Okay.
0: And, and – so it was kind of, you know, it was a little mushy, anyway. And then the probe, it would extend. But it's it was behind you to the left, and then it would extend out. And when it was fully extended, it was about three feet to your left, a beam your eyes. So you had to look. Yeah. Well, so I'm watching repeat. You know, he's coming up there, and the basket's kind of swirling around, and he's getting close, and then he gets the PIO going with the airplane. And then, you know, the funny thing is, is the probe wasn't moving. I mean, he had the probe dead set <laughs> in one spot, but the airplane, the whole airplane was oscillating around the probe. And eventually <laughs> he got a little too close and the, and the basket, you know, kind of banged against the canopy a couple of times. And then it was like wrapped around the, the probe for a second. And I, I thought, oh, oh God, this is, he's going to rip the probe off. He somehow did like an
1: aileron roll over
0: a basket and untangled the hose, and you know he lost about a hundred feet of altitude, and then came back up. It's <laughs> like, like, yep, okay, here we go again. <laughs> I was like sitting there thinking, Let "Holy me try, shit, boss!" <laughs> yeah, you got mad some skills. Of the most, it was some of the most spectacular flying I've ever seen. Right mad there, that guy, that guy right there. Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's better to be lucky than good.
2: There you go. <laughs> Say that more
1: than once. Yeah, we had. Uh, I'm trying to think refueling over the atlantic we had a guy and i don't know if he got the call sign shredder out of it or not but he was out there in january and managed to take the basket down the intake filed it off right down to the nub but never got the metal you know that ball that you push in in order to release the fuel never got that but he shredded the basket with the engine and with the blades of the engine and took it all off and of course it came out it was flopping everywhere he fodded the crap out of the engine, flew it back to Cherry Point, and thank God he did because he didn't have on a dry suit. And Oops. it was January over the Atlantic. Kind of cool. And I was like, hey, dude, that's why we wear dry suits. Yeah. Uh, been, uh, you know, because that's, that's a- you, you don't survive in that water out that'd there. That'd have been self critiquing, uh, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> self correcting. <Well>, and
2: <laughs> all those tanking stories, you know, watch yeah. going to air shows. I, I got lucky and got ticked to fly at the Miramar Air Show. Uh, we were doing a two ship and I'd seen so many guys come by, you know, they're, they're going to do the tanking pass, right? Yeah. Um, and they're sitting there trying to get in the basket as they're passing the crowd. So um, we're down here at Miramar and we're down low uh, tanking off of uh, S3 uh, for the demo. And I'm like, I am not going to not be in the basket when we come by the crowd. So I'm sitting there tanked for 45 minutes at about 4,000 feet, bouncing around in the thing. in uh, the lift Were you even getting there. gas? Or no, you just plugged no, in? no, just, just plugged, plugged in. in. Just plugged <laughs> in. It's like, oh yeah, but hey, we came by the crowd, fully plugged. It's like, that's the way it's supposed to be. So stupid P-tricks, we call them. Man, hey,
0: what about motivational passes uh, uh, at the carrier when you guys were afloat? Did you, get, did you ever do that for the troops?
2: Oh, yeah, we got to do some of that. But probably, the, you know, uh, after the motivational passes, we were dropping bombs out of the Marines out there at uh, 29 Palms. Um, and we come by and do some motivational passes down there until we got calls saying, Hey, you know, you're kind of messing up the equipment down here to bring it up just a little bit. So as top gun was being made, uh, Tom Cruise said, Hey, we need the airplane at 30 feet and we need it 480 knots. And both my son and I go, why so high? Why so slow?
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
2: and some of the Marines can attest to that. Uh, yeah. they don't know it was us, but, uh, that's okay. We were uh anyway, motivational passes out in the desert.
0: So you're flying the bombcat.
2: Oh yeah. So the bombcat. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that was so up at point, Magoo. Um, like I said, I got lucky. Guy drops his letter. They need somebody working on the lantern pod integration. We took the targeting pod. We, you know, uh the idea came from um Snort uh Snort out and uh oh my gosh, a rat um out from the east. Uh, they came up with this idea to incorporate the targeting pod from um, the Strike Eagle, uh, put an integrated GPS in it, and give the Tomcat precision strike capability.
1: So and you have just used about seven terms that you needed to now go back and explain.
2: What do you mean? Those what? are all what? simple. Yeah. Precision strike. No,
1: you know, no lantern and lantern, lantern. etc. Yeah. yeah, GPS. Well, uh, yeah,
2: laser. <laughs> it, it gave the, the Tomcat the ability to self-laze and guide. Um, precision munitions. So, that's pretty. That's um,
0: pretty sweet.
2: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. you know, one of the cool things, you know, I didn't realize the impact it was going to have. But what would happen? Basically, we. I got the um, the pod. I would fly it, make sure that it worked like it was supposed to. Um, it was a fast track program, so all I would do is if something wasn't working like it was supposed to, I would call Lockheed Martin and say, "Hey, it was designed to do this." It's doing this, we need something. I actually talked to a friend, Ian. His daughter's name was Jillian. We ended up, uh, my wife was pregnant at the time, and we ended up naming our daughter after, um, after his daughter, Jillian, with a G. So anyway, he was an engineer out there at Lockheed Martin, and um, I would just call him up and say, Hey, change the software. Yep, sure enough. I mean, we did that a couple of times, and uh, the product was unbelievable. That it made the Tomcat the weapon of choice for CAG. They bumped up the uh, max takeoff gross to what like seventy-six thousand pounds off the carrier, so you could you know carry some nice ordnance out there and uh, did some good work. So uh, right. until they until they retired the Tomcat, but yeah, it was uh, uh, we did a fun little thing called uh, Tomcat Tales where guys got up and told their stories. Um and it was neat because some of the guys that used the lantern pod later on, I'm like, wow, it really had an impact. So um, it, it was uh, you know, so one of those things about your career was like uh, kind of cool that you know you got to leave your stamp on it. so
0: Tomcat Tales. That's a movie, right?
2: Uh, yeah, it's a docu- documentary doc- documentary It just has a bunch of guest guys sitting around telling our stories kind of like this. Um, but yeah, he did uh, one on um, thud pilots. Uh, Vietnam F-105, and then he did Tomcat Tales. He's done some uh, other ones, Viz and Scar. A um, couple of friends from uh, from Navy days, but uh, yeah, pretty cool stuff. Sweet. Yep, it's, you know same same kind of thing as this.
0: So now you probably got paid for your movie debut, but you know this isn't a paying gig. What? Huh?
2: <laughs> Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Oh, in
0: fact, you're paying us. <laughs> oh,
2: man. You guys didn't talk to my agent, apparently.
0: Well, I wouldn't take his call.
2: Hey, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah.
1: Get after it. Oh, that's funny.
2: Well, so, Pete, you've done some dumb things, it sounds like. What's the dumbest thing you've done in an airplane?
1: Oh, it's, uh, okay. I, I actually have the answer to that because, uh, on an earlier episode, I talked about two times in my career, uh, I, I touched the handle, never, never had a pull on it, but in the Harrier, what you would do on downwind is you would run, put your nozzles down to about, uh, yeah, 40, 50 degrees and you'd run the power all the way up to make sure that the water was going, We used water injection to cool the engine. So you'd run the power all the way up to make sure that the water was going to flow so that when you got into the hover, you had the extra thrust you needed in order to make a safe landing. So I did that. And then I quickly pulled the, I got the water flow and I quickly pulled my throttle back to idle because I had plenty of forward speed. But because I had my nozzles down and hence my flaps were also down, the nose started to pitch down on me and I'm pulling up on the pulling back on the stick, trying to pull that nose up and it's not coming up because I'm slowing down enough now with my nozzles in like that. I need the reaction control system, which is the bleed air off the engine, off the high, uh, what is it? Six stage fig, something like that. Six stage yeah. compressor Nobody's bleed air, which is, it used a reaction control system, which was high pressure air coming out of the nose, coming out of the tail, coming out of the wing t- tips uh-huh. in order to control the airplane when it was in the hover and had no airflow over the aerodynamic surfaces. So anyway, the nose starts falling through on me and I don't have enough authority to overcome the flaps and my nozzles being down to get my nose up. I have got a face full of pine trees in Eastern North Carolina and I can't get the nose up. I'm going, holy, <clears throat> and I reach down and I, I'm touching the handle as with my right hand as I'm pushing the, uh, I've trimmed all the way back and I'm uh, now I'm pushing the throttle up and as the throttle came up, I got enough bleed air to pull my nose back up and I went, I'm never doing that again. That was <laughs> rookie mistake. You know, that was, that was, I don't know how much time I had in the airplane, but I mean, it was pretty new and not enough. The, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Clearly. Man. Again, self-correcting, right? Yeah. Absolutely. That was probably the stupidest thing I ever did in the airplane. Um, second, only to, I don't, were you in Coonson the day I showed plan form? So I, I was not in, I, no, it, it, wait, okay. did you get stuck there? No. Okay. Um, no, I, I, well, I, almost I died was not,
0: <laughs> I was not that day. So
1: we landed in Kunsan one morning. And, and as you know, in, in Korea, I don't think the weather's ever been above about a quarter mile visibility ever, no. at least at the airfields. You could go there and bomb all day long. The bombing ranges were open, but the airfields, the, the visibility sucked. And I come in one day and do, I'm doing an RVL and rolling, R- vertical, rolling landing.
0: vertical landing.
1: Yep. And, uh, and at the end, uh, I, I ran, I was still a little too heavy for the performance that I needed and I don't know how I missed it, but I, I didn't calculate it right in my last 30 feet or so I came out of the sky like a brick shit house, and the airplane bounced and it showed plan form to the, uh, to the guys standing in ops and I had full rate right stick. And for whatever reason, the airplane had just enough RCS and aerodynamic control to bring me back down and put me down on all four wheels at the same time. And I taxied in, and I remember Lefty and Skull were there. They're going, dude, we thought you were going to punch. You showed the bottom of the airplane to us (laughs) at, at, you know, 15 (laughs) feet.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, nobody understands what you guys are talking about, about nozzles and all that, right?
0: Well, hold on a second. You know, hairier guys know.
2: Okay. How many are them?
1: Well, there's not as many as there used to be. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. Yeah. So the way the Harrier quickly then the the version is the way the Harrier works is it was either on the wing or when it was flying or the lift was provided by the jet engine. And the way the jet engine provided lift was rotating nozzles. There's two cold nozzles off the compressor and two hot nozzles off the turbine. Those are the hot nozzles and they all rotate in unison with a little lever inside of the th- that's just inboard of the throttle. As you pull back on that, the nozzles rotate down and you would rotate those to various degrees in order to get Varying amounts of lift onto the airplane based on, uh, based on the airspeed.
0: So it could go uh 98 and a half degrees. So you could get yeah, eight man. and a half degrees of reverse thrust if you needed it. Yep. <laughs> nice. Or <a> hover <laughs>
1: eight and a half degrees
0: nose down. Uh-huh. And boy, uh-huh. was that I've, uncomfortable. I've
2: seen that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a cool airplane. Yeah. yeah. You, you probably would have been a good, uh, Harrier pilot
2: tester. Yeah. Any kind. Well. What? Any kind. (laughs) Isn't that the right answer?
0: Yes. Yes. It's the right answer. It's it's the right answer. Right. Uh, Oh, man. What? I
1: I, I got some questions, but I don't
0: know. I can ask
1: them. Ask away. We've got we've got a I have a I have a delete button for post edit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. So. I, I know you spent,
0: uh, well, at least one pump on the carry. Did you go, did you do more than one? Just one. Okay. So Ten
2: years in one, one cruise.
0: So while, whilst you were afloat and by the way, uh, so, uh, you, you guys went, uh, you guys went to Japan and where did you guys go?
2: Yeah, we went to Singapore, Hong Kong, Jebel Ali, Jebel Ali, Jebel Ali, Thailand. You know?
0: <laughs> did you, uh, <laughs> We went, port- we went to
2: Persia Gulf. We were just, we were doing patrol in the no-fly zone. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, Southern Watch.
0: Any, uh, any good stories pop up from those, uh, the no-fly no zone uh, patrols?
2: Yeah, exactly. you know, one time we got vectored on um, as this is as good as it gets for my stories. You know, I end up telling other people's stories because they're better. But uh, we got vectored on to a couple of MiG twenty nines coming south. They were getting close to the thirty second parallel. They said "Clear to arm, clear to fire. So we'd selected the master switch arm, uh, master arm switch on. We've selected Phoenix, uh, 40 miles. They knew we were there, turned around and left. So that was kind of fun for, for a second. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, keep coming. Come keep on. Coming. <laughs> Somebody just asked me recently. They said, "Well, how close did they have to get before you're gonna shoot?" And I said, "Probably another five to seven miles. We probably would have let it go." But uh, anyway, that was as exciting as it got. Well, other than again coming aboard the carrier. Yeah. Right. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now, did you always fly the same Rio?
2: No, no. We trade. We trade them all the time. I have a different um, guy. How
0: many pilots in an F-14 squadron when you floated? How many pilots? How many Rios? I don't know. How many airplanes did rough. you have?
2: I don't know. I, those are details. I don't keep track of that stuff. I think wow. we probably had, well, we probably had 12 airplanes. Okay. so 12, um, 12 each. And then we probably had, uh, I don't know, we probably had 15, 15 pilots, 15 Rios.
0: Was there more than one Tomcat squadron on that carrier?
2: Yeah, we we had a sister squadron, F 211 So it was yeah. F 24 and 211.
0: And then did you have F-18s on there?
2: Uh, yep, we sure did. F-18s, EA-6s, uh, E-2s, S-3s.
0: Do you have A sixes?
2: Yeah, we had A sixes. Yep.
0: Oh, you're old. Yeah. Well, it was the donna squadron. Was it F fourteen guys, the prima donnas or was it well, the Hornets? the guys? best,
2: but no. Of course, the Hornets were. I mean, they all you know stomping on each other. They climbed the ladder. No, it was it was always <laughs> great. You know, um, having you know having all the extra pilots in there. So and pilots and Rios, you know, extra officers. So uh, that made it much more fun. But mention A sixes. That was a funny tanking story. Since we were talking tanking. Um, we're out tanking one night and we've got clear night on one half, but on the other half, it's clouds. So you're just going around There's stars and the moon on one side and clouds on the other. And you're on the inside of the turn circle, waiting for your turn to tank. And as I go ahead and start to plug, I I move back in behind the A6 and A6 just starts to go vertical. And it's one of those things, you know, getting vert, uh, you know, getting vertigo. I was just like, I'm. A, I know he can't do this, but we're going to just keep on doing this, and it, it worked out. But it, it's one of those things where you know you're getting mind fucked from the. Yeah. From oh vertigo, yeah. you Go. Know, oh yeah. Yeah.
1: So you plugged in a straight up climb, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Oh, yeah. I
2: don't think the A6 could do it for that long, but neither could we. Well,
1: yeah, I, I
0: had a similar uh, thing. We we were uh, we were getting ready to go to Norway. Remember that repeat on that uh, NATO exercise, and everybody needed to go get recurrent night tanking, so there was this KC 10 out over the Atlantic off the coast there and everybody was going out and just, you know, getting their plugs before we left. And I was leading flight of four out there. M- no moon night, you know, we're 50 miles out. So there's no, you know, you're, you're, there's no light and then just barely stuck. Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm home. I'm running up on the tanker and I'm, I got the leans. I mean, I feel like, uh, <laughs> You know, I feel, I feel like, you know, somebody is pushing me to the right uh, constantly. And I, I told these guys, I said, uh, you know, they're on my wing. I said, listen, I'm telling you right now, I got the leans real bad, real bad. So I'm just telling you right now, keep an eye on me, you know? And so we joined up on this tanker and I swear the tanker's flying a knife edge, 90 degrees. I'm, I don't know how he's doing exactly. it. So finally somebody says, Hey man, tell him to turn on more lights. And I go, Hey, that's a good idea. Cause all he had on was formation lights. In a, you know barely any lights at all so i says hey man can you can you turn on some more lights and it's like guy goes you want lights okay watch this it was like the Battlestar galactica <laughs> bah, 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 bah. you know and, and it solved my it solved my problem but then night vision was gone you know right. forever but hey it's all it's all the leans
2: yeah absolutely
0: <laughs> yeah good times
2: yeah, yeah. absolutely
1: well, can we well, can we awesome. turn them loose? What do you think? Yeah, we should. I just wanted to uh, to to mention this though, because in the pre-show we were chatting, and uh, so both Pester and I are are boomers, which means we went through VT twenty-seven, and about the same time frame it looks like. So uh, you were
2: you were you were uh, way ahead of me, right? Uh,
1: actually not. I did three years uh, ground. I was just looking at how old you were. I
2: figured I had to yeah, wait. There you for go. Him. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my
1: gosh. <That's laughs> sorry, Pete. I mean, Oops, sorry. Uh, he just disconnected, Fig. I don't know what happened. <laughs> what, ha- what happened to him? <laughs> so, well, so anyway, yeah. So we were both boomers. I did Hawk missiles for three years before I got to uh, flight school. Oh, and yeah. so I, I went through flight school in 88 and 89 so, myself. Um, but uh, uh, so we were both boomers at VT 27. And my son is 16, just did a week at NFA, National Flight Academy, which is a camp put on by the Naval Aviation Museum Association. And it's a building next to the Naval Aviation Museum, and it's really cool. A lot of the airlines sponsor some inner city kids to go, and it's a week of intense uh, STEM uh, science, technology, engineering and math. So two weeks after the camp is over, we're still down out in Pensacola visiting, and and my we're out at a restaurant, and my son goes, oh, I just saw the Opso from my squadron, and he was with the the Jolly Ranchers, uh, no, the Jolly Rogers, Jolly. His squadron, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Was that one
2: hundred three or was it yeah one hundred three?
1: Yeah, well, uh, I think it was one, VF one hundred three. Yeah,
2: well, eighty four when eighty four got decommissioned, they one hundred three, they were sluggers, they. um, took that call sign oh, okay. Rogers. didn't gotcha. want to let that die yeah, yeah the
1: skull and crossbones so yep. yeah so that was my son's squadron while he was at nfa national flight academy so he says ah, i saw my so," and i said "Well, go say hi to him because i don't want to bother him well he was at dinner i'm like okay well you know and a few minutes later this uh, gent comes up and he's clearly he's in his 60s and and uh, we stand up and introduce ourselves and over a short course we figure out that uh uh we're both pilots. And I, he said, well, what's your background? And I told him, I said, well, what's yours? And he said, uh, P3's east coast. And I said, do you know, Jimmy Sins? Sinzi?" Oh, he's one of my best friends. And we chatted about him a little bit. And I said, well, what, what's Sinsy doing now? And sadly he reported that Sinzi uh, died a little over a year ago of brain cancer. So I'd like to dedicate this show to Sinsy. Uh, he was one of the great naval aviators, a great commanding officer and a great leader. And here's an example of his leadership. Uh one day at VT twenty seven, two ensigns had finished their day and they hopped on their rice rockets and drove off base uh in, in, with flight suits on and it took a left turn out of the front gate of uh NAS Corpus Christi and headed over the high bridge out to South Padre Island Drive. And they were doing, I think, the speed of heat, the afterburners were on and they high rate of speed. Yeah. So so some Navy commander. Is in like a 240Z, 260Z, and sees them go by and he sees they're in flight suits and he's pissed. So he's going to catch them and he's going to have their ass. So he follows them as best he can. They get several blocks ahead of him and turn into a parking lot. He pulls into the parking lot. He only sees one bike. He goes up and the the bike is still warm. So he knocks on the door uh, in front of which the bike is parked. And an ensign comes to the door in a flight suit with a vt27 patch on he's like is that your is that your motorcycle ensign Uh, yes sir it is that was completely unset that was terrible and i will see you tomorrow morning in your commanding officer's office and you'll have your khakis on and you can consider your navy career over (laughs) so uh yeah teflon is just beside himself his career is over before he knows it and he's like oh my god you know i'm a flight student i'm 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 done Good. so the next morning he's standing in the passageway and he said it's like a like a scene out of top gun you know i want somebody's ass and i want it now here's the yelling going on in his commanding officer's office and Sinzi is the commanding officer so he gets called in he reports you know ensign reporting is ordered sir and Sinzi goes all right ensign stand at ease and he goes i'm going to ask you some questions and i know the answer to some of these questions and I don't know the answer to others, but if I get even a hint that you're lying to me, you consider your career over and uh, you you will not have uh, any more fun or good times in the Navy. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Was that you riding your motorcycle yesterday over the high bridge at the South Piedra Island drive? Yes, sir. It was. How fast were you going, Ensign? About 125, 130, sir. Sorry, Ensign. Were you exceeding the course rules? Or no were, uh, what were the course rules He's, sir I don't understand. Ensign you know what the course rules are don't you? In the airplane sir? Yes. Well, you have to be at 150 knots and 500 feet and once crossing the beach turn into the working area. That's right, Ensign. Were you exceeding the course rules? No, sir. Get the f out of my office. I don't want him <laughs> really to see you in here again. And let him go. And Talk of course about great leadership. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. His commander's like, you can't do that. He goes, it's my squadron, my ensign. I've put the fear of God into him. He's never going to do it again. And now we've got, we've got someone that's going to follow the rules. So get out of my office, commander. <laughs> so a great leader who, who saved a couple careers that day. Um, and uh, there was some pressure to find out who that other ensign was at the time. And uh, fortunately, that name never came out. Uh, I'll reveal that today because uh, uh, sadly she has passed, but uh, many know the name. Kara Holkren was the uh, ensign on that other Rice Rocket that day. Oh they my gosh, she was fantastic.
2: Yeah. She was fantastic. She was two classes ahead of me at AOCS. She was the best. Really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good people. I liked Kara.
0: Yeah. And uh, it was Kingsville. Uh, I think she went through in Kingsville. Did
1: she? Yeah.
2: Okay. She might have, but this, you had to go through Corpus first. You had to get Corpus yeah.
1: first. That's right. Yeah. Or Whiting. Yeah. You know, some some yeah. of you lower class guys had to go through whiting first. But,
2: yeah. You know. yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, they, they, the, they let the really good students
0: go to Corpus. The ones that struggled they to go to <laughs> whiting field.
2: <laughs> the Marines, the Marines, they kept them close. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. So, Pastor, yes, we can't thank you enough for being with us today. That was awesome. For uh, Hey, anytime things it.
2: around, I'll go anywhere. We always make a joke. Uh, I'm flying. I had a, had a great one. It was uh, jump seating on a 737. Um, and there. Uh, I'm just sitting in there. I'm kind of tired coming back from uh, somewhere in Asia and uh, started talking to the captain. Turns out he's a Marine and don't think much about it. And then... It comes up the airplane says retard on the you know on the display and so i said how did it know a marine was flying the airplane so then i'm like oh marine what'd you fly oh do you know fig and everybody knows fig so the joke always is hey if you don't know fig yeah you're probably not that important so <laughs> anyway it was uh it, it's good time so anytime fig calls you know i'll be there i'll jump awesome you're Love awesome them. buddy you're yeah, awesome you're unbelievable Good stuff. So on one of these shows, you'll have to have them tell the story of the Hurricane Gus. Oh, that's that's
0: that's that's a big that's a big ask. That's something you got to do in person.
2: <laughs> no, no, I agree absolutely. I've to, I, I practiced and practiced. I'm not nearly as good, but oh my god, that's been funny with my family for years.
1: It's a true story, you know. It's a true <laughs> I, story.
2: I understand, and I tell it as a
1: tall tale. You <laughs> Have to get that in an episode soon. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs>
1: But in All the right, meantime, then. you can get us with some feedback with any questions or comments. You can get, reach uh, Fig at Fig at so there I was dot us or me by emailing repeat at so there I was dot us, repeat spelled R E P E T E. You can reach us at so slash Facebook or so there I was dot us slash Twitter. We love your comments, we love your feedback, and we really appreciate it. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe and
2: Check six.
1: Mistakes were made.